<laughs> I'm going to get my brain clean. So a little kit. Later. Well, I have an ear appointment. Oh, therapist, I thought. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm getting earwax removal. Good. Wow. Okay. You're going to do some hair don't, removal with that? Don't take it all out because yeah. things get in your ears. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What an interesting <laughs> dilemma. I don't know what we're talking about today, so I'm excited to see oh. what your topic is. Well, um, so we'll just kind of. Me too. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> that really surprised me that you would have nothing to talk about because I've never seen that in your entire life that I've known you. That well, you've never had some, par- something. Part of the to part of the about. truth is uh, you forgot this I, was. No, I oh. I expect you to have nothing. Oh, thank uh, you. So I know I know <laughs> I know that I better come with something. That's the only reason why I have something. Takes one to know one. But gosh, it sure would be great to have you know. We had a list uh, one time. Present. What'd you do with the list? We said we, we like retreated to come up with this stuff. Yeah, and we chewed through you that pretty it? quick. Did we really? Oh yeah. It's oh, time yeah. for another retreat. Sounds like we <laughs> we have chewed through that. It is great to be back in the podcast studio. Yeah. It's been a month since we've recorded an episode. Wow, so much and has happened. It, a lot has happened, and we have much to talk about. I do want to let the Crazy Pastor Nation know that this is our final episode <laughs> of season three. Uh, I can we hear the are crowds now. <laughs> <laughs> we are super excited about season four that will be launching here in another four weeks or so. Wow. Looking to have a more guest rich focus in the season four. We have some yeah. pretty exciting people that we've reached out to. No one has <laughs> agreed to be on the podcast. So we found some dull people that we want to bring in. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to do a lot of man on the street interviews. Yeah. So in the hiatus, be sure and watch reruns of Crazy Pastors. That's right. It's you don't a, want to it miss is them. in syndication now. You can catch up. But it has been a month. I've been on sabbatical, Ronnie. Yes, uh, you my have. first ever in and you've uh, been missed. many, many years. So we can talk about that a little bit. I know I certainly want to. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, the, got pictures if you want to see. So let's start off re-entry. There's actually three different types of re-entry I want to talk about. Okay. So let's talk about re-entry from vacation. (laughs) Let's start there. We are approaching the end of summer right now. Everyone's getting ready to come off of vacations that they have and go back into, you know, the pace of ministry. Yes. So keeping with this theme of how to enter well, you've been on vacation, I assume? Yes. All right. Is it easy to come back from vacation? Hard to come back from vacation? It's hard. I mean, because one of the things you learn is you need to take enough vacation time. And typically, one week is not enough. They say it takes 10 days to really decompress uh, from your work experience. So a lot of people don't take a long enough time away to to be away. So a lot of times, it, it just feels too short, you know. And some people like to be very active on vacation, do a lot of things, go a lot of places. Right. So it's like when I get back to work, I need a vacation from my vacation. You hear that all Especially the time. Especially if you take your family to Disney World. Yes, yeah. So, But that's cool. I mean, there's there's energy in doing it that way as well. But I think it always feels like that's just too short of a time. And I think theoretically it is often because you're, you haven't really stopped. You haven't really relaxed and decompressed. And then here we go again. So that can be harmful if you don't take enough time away. All right, so you've got, we need to take time away and probably need to take more of it. Yeah. Uh, and now, granted, I mean, we're, you and I are talking from a position of seniority in the organization and longevity of ministry or career right. where we have accumulated 
through years of service, a certain amount of vacation. Some yeah. people only get two weeks a year. True. And that's, yeah. that's it. That's all you get. Yeah. And some aren't allowed to take it back to back. I guess, though, whatever vacation you do have, please take it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the motto. Yeah. yeah. Please take it. Have you, you ever heard, have you ever heard anyone say, man, going on vacation just didn't worth it? Mm. You know, when I come back, it's just coming back to nightmares. It's just not worth going on vacation. Yeah. No, I haven't heard anybody say that. You haven't? No. Oh. I don't hang around those people. Well, <laughs> there have been different places that I've served where I knew I had to go on vacation for my personal health, but I also knew, oh, man. Yeah. This, yeah. this is going to be painful. Things are going to be messed. Well, that's true. That comes with different levels, obviously, of authority and responsibility. And there, we can talk about that. Uh, if you are a leader, having a good team around you that can carry on while you're gone, that's important. I don't know if that's part of the reentry aspect, but thinking through all that, what needs to happen. You know, so even like we talk about going to meetings and there's a certain amount of time you need to think about the meeting before the meeting, right. have the meeting debrief after. I think the same thing with vacation. Spend some extra energy on the front end, preparing, making sure things are covered and taken care of. That way it's not a stressful moment at the end when you realize, oh, there's, there's a gap I forgot about. And so hopefully that helps you to be able to come back not walking into a bunch of chaos. Do you have anything you need confusion. to tell me? Because I yeah. kind of felt like I coasted into my vacation. <laughs> yeah, but you have a great team around you, right? So things were covered well. Well, this is a good moment to stop and just praise the team, the staff here good at idea. First Baptist Church of Burleson. It is a tremendous source of joy and comfort to me. It brings me great peace to know that I can be gone and... We're not losing ground. We're not treading water. Our team, our department heads, all of their teams, they are just incredible. Yeah. We have got an amazing staff here Amen. at this church. Amen. And you know, you know, you were bragging that no one really reached out to try to contact you. Right. Or email or, or give you a phone call or cr tell you about a problem going on. Right. And I just realized we had your number wrong in our database. So that's probably why. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they all came to you. Yeah. Well, I had a few of those happen. But again, that's the way it's set up, right? So that allowed you to be away and really be away. All right. So we do, we do have some thoughts just on, you know, one, you got to take your vacation. Two, yes. be deliberate before you go. So I've had sabbatical. I've been, I had 30 days. What's the difference? Well, sabbatical is above and beyond. Okay. You know, our policies and procedures say that every five years, someone of continuous service, someone is eligible yeah. for a sabbatical. Yes. It doesn't say they will get it. It says they're eligible for it. Not a for, guarantee. But, right? Yeah. And not every position in our church is going to be awarded a sabbatical. Yeah. Yeah. But it's above and beyond the normal vacation time that you might have in a given year. It happens infrequently. Like yeah. for me, once in 22 years, you had your first one last year yes. and how many years of service? 30 something? 32, 33 years. Yeah. Right. That's how much older he is than yeah. I am. <laughs> so it's an anomaly, but yeah. it, it shouldn't be. Right. So one of the things I'm super grateful about this church, because there's lots of different ways sabbaticals are done, as we did talk about in the last episode, Yes. that there were no one. expectations. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. Just go away. Just go away. And I did. And it was uh, it was an incredible time away, deep relaxation. I think one of my biggest takeaways from sabbatical is, uh, and as a matter of fact, I was talking to Mike Milburn, the former lead pastor of this church, yeah. just this morning about sabbatical. And I think one of my biggest takeaways is that I need to take more vacation time. Yeah. And, and it, how weird is that? Yeah. 
I mean, it almost sounds silly for me to say that just coming off a vacation. But it was productive for you. It was productive for me, but I think it's productive for our team. Yeah. I think it's productive for our leaders that we're developing for you and I not to be here sometimes. Well, and that that's changed, right? Because there were a few years ago that we made a pact. We would never be gone at the same time. <laughs> yes. That was early and on. this year with our staff that we have now and the way things are going, we felt comfortable. Hey, you know, that that is... Or at least a week. We should actually share that with our staff sometime, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I'm, we were very adamant about that. Yeah. That when we first got here... That uh, was out of fear. There was... Well... <laughs> And gosh, I hope no one in our church is listening to this podcast, (laughs) but the way I described the church was that it had a beautiful candy shell Mm -hmm. and then a messy chocolate center. Yeah. Right. That once you got through that candy coating shell, that was really fantastic. Then you got into kind of some messy stuff. And that's not abnormal for any church to be there, but that was kind of where we were at. And so you and I had this agreement, look, we're at a mission critical moment in the life of our church. We cannot be gone at the same time. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting too. You think about some of the churches that we're reaching through this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Many of them may just be like a a one pastor church. He doesn't doesn't have a staff. And so bringing us alongside lay people. You know, I've seen that done where you've got some leaders in the church to, hey, I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, can you fill in here, here, and here, and here? Right. So again, you're proactive going into vacation so you can actually relax. Uh, you know, if anything mission critical happens, you'll be contacted. But other than that, you can really get away, spend time with family, and yeah. and truly relax because we just don't do that very well. Well, one last, and we don't, again, we don't have to linger on this too far, but one of the things that I have been processing through, and even I was deliberate about this coming back, I think reentry can be very scary. And I'm just talking about my own personal experience, my own entry. I have a very poor history in my career <laughs> of taking vacation. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've... Lots of bad things have happened yeah. while I've been on vacation. It was a good sign when your key worked when you got back, right? <laughs> my, when my key fob <laughs> opened the door, I was very grateful for that. Um, tense moment there. You know, at one place I worked, my office was all in boxes when I came back from vacation. It, it turned out not to be a bad thing. They had moved me to a oh. nicer <laughs> office without moving my stuff. Yeah. It was just like boxed up. Oh, that was a little concerning yeah, to me. Yeah, I guess so. We've had uh, a lot of people that in my career have quit their jobs (laughs) when I'm on vacation. So it is a little, eh, there's some PTSD, you know, fears. So one of the things I deliberately did, I would really encourage um, uh, everyone to honestly evaluate your own energy and your own capacity. When my plan for this week, my first week being back here was nothing. Yeah. I knew that there were three or four mission critical projects that I needed to jump in and kick forward to the next step. But I did not intentionally, I did not take a bunch of meetings. I don't have a bunch of phone calls. I'm just kind of slowly coming back in so that, you know, I don't make snap decisions. I got to, I have to get back into the rhythm. That's one of the things I learned too, as a pastor preaching on Sunday that, you know, if you're taking a week or two weeks and you only get one Sunday or two Sundays out of that time frame, preach that first Sunday. Don't preach the last Sunday when you get back because then the last two or three days, you're thinking about the sermon coming up. Don't preach your first Sunday back. Yeah, don't preach your first Sunday yeah. back because that's uh, or let your vacation end on that Sunday. Don't and start back on to work on Monday because you got to preach. So that takes away your time to really relax and change your mind, focus on other things. Hey, since I you learned men- that the hard way. <laughs> since you mentioned preaching, do you have a target in mind for how many Sundays a year 
that you preach here at this church? Others have a target for me. Uh, Others? <laughs> <laughs> Who could that be? I've heard numbers as low as 40. Yeah. I'm probably more. That's only 12 weeks. Yeah. I'm probably more into the 52. 45, no. <laughs> 43. I am trying to diminish, but yeah, because it, it's good. And I, you know, I resisted that concept of it's good for the church to hear other voices and other people. And But I, I'm buying into that more and more. It is healthy and it's good. Well, and, and also to bring good preachers, good speakers in, not someone you're going to have to apologize for. Well, fortunately, we've got a lot of great talent swimming we around do. here. We do. We um, don't have to look. But a plug outside. to the churches in our community and around us, if you have a pulpit supply opportunity, we would love to fill it. Yes. We've got a lot of young people here that are ready to preach. They're not all residents. I mean, we have staff members here that don't get to preach as much as they want. Right. That would love to. And I can say we would have them preach here, and we have had them preach here. Yeah. So that's, that validates, hopefully, oh, okay, you have them in your own church, then we can trust you to put them in ours. Well, I'm I'm super proud of you, Ronnie, because I have been pushing this 40 agenda for oh, a, you're the one for I a long remember. time, who it was. and uh, slowly but surely we're creeping closer to the 40. Yeah, thank you, COVID. Uh, uh, if anything, it is uh, distance makes the uh, or uh, uh, something about the heart yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something not about. preaching makes the heart grow fun. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Okay, so uh, any other thoughts about vacation or sabbatical on reentry? No, let's just take it. Take it and be smart about it. All right. Last one oh, yeah. is reentry into the normal rhythm of the church. And what I mean by that is we have a unique, I, I don't think we're unique to other churches, but not yeah. everyone does it our way, Right. which September is the major launch point for the entire calendar year. That's when every major initiative, the huge stuff that we're doing, the big pushes are in September to coincide with the beginning of the school year. That seems to be the rhythms of family. We want to engage families in the rhythms that they are already in and not create all kinds of new stuff for them to figure out. Yes. So here we are. Our big month in summer is June. We still have a few things that linger in July, but we're trying to allow vacation for everyone. And then we're only two weeks away from full tilt boogie. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, that's one thing we discovered in our context because our philosophy coming in from other locations, other churches was you don't really start anything until after Labor Day. That's right. the fall. And so we started doing the research, looking back over the past five years, attendance numbers on Sundays and realized that we need to start middle of August. Yes. People are here. They're not taking off on Labor Day. They're already into the rhythm of school and sports. And so there was no need to wait that late. And so we adjusted our calendar. And if memory serves, because I've been gone, all right? <laughs> so we start, Vision Sunday is the first Sunday after school starts. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we kind of set everything in motion. And I mean, we've already publicized everything. So Yeah, you know, but that's a, that's a unique thing because yeah. for most of my career, it was post-Memorial Day. Labor Day. That one. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. yeah. You always waited till after the first of September, but we've missed the boat now here in in this area, if we wait that late. It's pretty exciting, too, because you gain, we're gaining three extra weeks of yeah. our Wednesday night programming, yes. which when I say programming, I know that's a, you know, a spit on the ground type, you know, statement. <laughs> programming, <laughs> you're still a programmatic church. Uh, yes, every church has programs, has programs, right? But our Wednesday night, my word, I'm so excited about our Wednesday night. We're doing some really unique, cool discipleship stuff, parenting skills training. Man, I'm excited about this fall. Well, it's a great time to launch new things. I mean, you have those carryovers that you do every year, every year. But part of that excitement that's built is here's something new we're doing, 
something new we're trying. And I like that rhythm that we have. We kind of go along with the school semesters. And I just think that's natural. That's where people live. And that's another thing discovered kind of through years of ministry, just kind of fit people's rhythm. We can fight and argue all we want about, man, why are people going off to select tournaments and all this kind of stuff? But that's the reality of the world we live in. Why don't we adjust to accommodate, be creative of how we can continue to make disciples uh, through normal rhythms of life? So what are some of the things that you're excited about, about the new year here at the church? Well, definitely excited about some of the new ministries that we've uh, started and launching and kind of communicating because a lot of people don't know about some of the things that are available. We're doing part of that through our, what we call a volunteer kickoff. Yeah. And I think probably like most churches, COVID hurt our volunteer base. And so re-engaging volunteers, but celebrating volunteers. Right. Unfortunately, churches are really good about asking things of people. They don't always celebrate uh, the people that say yes. So we want to celebrate, uh, but also introduce uh, new volunteers to new ministries and help them find a place to serve. Because that's who we are. We want you to serve and be served. We're all about that. So I'm excited about some of those things. Excited about the Wednesday night as we kind of hone in more on meeting needs of people, focusing more on families, some of those kind of things. You know, and then... We've got some building projects coming up here we do. in the future, which is going to be tremendous and very exciting. We do. We, we've got, uh, uh, if, if I were thinking about, the, you know, the next six months for our church through to January, we've got a lot of real estate things to talk through. Yeah. We have some major remodel or building issues that we have to deal with, all positive, great issues. Yeah. Plus, we are blessed to get to partner with the city on a few projects yeah. that involve construction as well, and that yeah. is so exciting. <laughs> it is. So cool. But one of the things I am most excited about by far, I, I, Drew, we've talked about fostering here before, haven't we? Church fostering? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've talked about well, so we have a few churches that are potential opportunities for us to foster, and yes. whether it's fostering, whether it's adoption, whether it's in—I don't want to say M and A, you know, merger acquisition—that's we're not really into that. But both fostering and adoption, where we come alongside and then release, we invest people and money to help churches around us to get further on track or accelerate their existing growth. Yeah. But then also church planting. I mean, there are just some really, really exciting opportunities for us. And, you know, it's very convicting to me when I hear about a church that's running 200 on Sunday (laughs) and they planted five churches in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at you and I'm feeling like daggers in my chest, (laughs) right? That, wow, if they can do that, then how much more can we accomplish? Yeah. Right? Sure. So anyway, some super exciting things coming up. How do you manage? Is there any any reentry problems that you can think of about coming back full force into the into the fall? Well, I mean, you know, unfortunately, people move, things change during the summer, and so what you had in the last spring may not be the same okay. group that you have or leaders that you have, and so you have to be prepared for that. Hopefully, you're not finding that out at the beginning of the fall. Yeah. That, hey, the person that taught this class is no longer going to be there. So that's just some of the issues of making sure all those holes are filled. But the bigger issue is not staying stagnant, you know, not just, well, this is what we do every fall. This is all we do every fall. No, it's a great time to launch new stuff. There's expectation in the air. Kids are experiencing new grades. You know, there's a lot of transition going on. 
people have moved in to the area during the summertime typically. Right. So a way to do more outreach, be creative in that. It's just a, it's a great platform to start some new things. We have to be very aware of the competing forces that are happening yeah. as you come back into school, right? But so many people are excited. I'm excited to get back to it, yeah, right? right? But there are an awful lot of people who approach those same issues that I'm excited about with anxiety, yeah. right? While we do want to be hip, hip, hooray and cheer and move on, I do think there needs to be a gentle word to those who might be looking at all that we're getting ready to unleash and yeah. look at it with great anxiety and think... <laughs> How in the world is this going to happen? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. Or, yeah. you know, man, you're asking me to do this and this, and I'm just trying to get back into the rhythm of getting my kid to school on time. There, so there, there has to be some anxiety to that. Right. I think, yeah, gentle nudging of people. You know, it's also a great opportunity to reach out to your local school district. You talk about anxiety. Yeah. Teachers and students coming on board. And it's it's just a great, not only inward ministry, but also ministry to the community. Because no doubt you have a lot of teachers, administrators in your church. It's just a great time to love on them and remind them that you're there for them. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode and the final episode in wow. season three of Crazy Pastors. What a great season. To all of you that are listening across the planet, we're so excited that you would spend your time listening to this podcast. Please take a minute, give us a review. If you have a question, comment, concern, complaint, or criticism, please email those to Christopher at crazypastors.org. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on season four. Bye.